Rock Hills 101. Now this is, um, this may seem like, okay, now we're going to get a lecture on all these things that are important to Rock Hills. But it's, believe me, it's not a lecture because this is our life. This is our DNA. This is the reason that we started a new faith community here in San Antonio. And so you go back to the basics today as we look at what are these key things? And today we'll be talking about come as you are. And so the question is, what does it mean to be a come as you are church? Next week we'll be talking about uh, getting connected, uh, what it means to connect and grow. And the third is, you know, how do we change together? It's not something we expect of one person. It's something that we all agree to as we walk this faith journey together to change and to grow and to prosper and become the kind of people that God desires to be. So um, let's talk about step one, come as you are today. Well, I think the first time that you walk into a church, you notice something, right? There's a certain feel to the church. Now, this is kind of like the reality for all communities. So if you walk into your work, you're going to feel something at work, right? If you walk into a Starbucks or an Apple store or a McDonald's, there's a culture that you feel, right? McDonald's, I'm not exactly sure how they pull it all off because I don't know how many of us are loving it when we go to McDonald's, but there's something genius that they do with kids. They've created something called a Happy Meal. And all of our kids, I think, when they think of going to McDonald's, there's some excitement. They get happy about this meal that's quite average but has a toy that must be incredibly valuable. They've created a culture. Churches have a culture too. Um, And I think when you walk into a church community, you feel it. You either, um, you notice things like there's lots of tradition or maybe it's very laid back. You notice if people are friendly, if they're inviting or if they're standoffish and unfriendly and self-consumed. You notice if they speak in a language that's familiar to you and you can understand, or if they use words and phrases that are confusing. You notice if the message is practical and helpful, or if it's hard to understand, or worse yet, boring. We notice these things. You notice if the music has a sound you can relate to, or it sounds like something that was played back in 1812. You're not exactly sure, but it sounds extremely old. You notice these things. Well, we have a culture at Rock Hills, and we, from day one, we've tried to be very intentional about our culture, about creating a place, a community that reflects the way that Jesus built community. Because that's really the starting point. How did Jesus go about creating Community. I mean, he developed a community of people who were far from perfect, and that's what we're about here as well. A community. We're a community that expects people to come as you are. And we think that that comes directly from Jesus. It's not just a great church slogan. It's not something cool that we've come up with or other churches have um, invented. It really reflects the way that Jesus built community, where he expected that people would come. As they were. Um, so here's, uh, here's what we have on the books. These are, this is a purpose statement about Rock Hills. Rock Hills Church exists to be a community that follows Jesus, 
that loves him and shares his grace and truth in all of our relationships. For this to become reality, we must be disciples that are making disciples. And a disciple is simply someone who follows Jesus in his way of life. We want to be a vibrant faith community that lives this out on a daily basis where we are actively reaching out to people of all backgrounds to share the love and the grace of Jesus, basically being a disciple. And through that, through our faith community, helping people to grow in their own faith commitment. So we've been working hard to build this kind of culture at Rock Hills from the start, a community where no perfect people are allowed, right? If you're you're perfect, you can go. (laughs) But none of us are perfect, right? We can admit that freely as we interact with one another. We know that. We all struggle. We're all trying to figure things out. And so um, we're going to talk about three things today in terms of what is this come-as-you-are environment or culture about. Number one, come-as-you-are means that Jesus meets us right where we are and invites us to follow. He doesn't meet us where we want to be or where we will be or where we should be. He meets us right where we are. Whatever our starting point, that's where he meets us. Number two, uh, come as you are happens only in the context of community. It happens in relationships with other people. It doesn't happen in isolation. And number three, come as you are happens when we follow together, when we feel encouraged and ultimately grow in faith together. All right. So Jesus shows us how. He shows us what this looks like throughout the gospel narratives. He began first with a small group of Jewish people, the disciples. He, he invited 12 guys to come into relationship and to begin to follow his way of life, to experience a new perspective, a new way, a new lifestyle. And so he invited them, them in. And I think this is, really, uh, this is really kind of a, a good thing for us to take a look at If you're willing to read through the Gospels, and as you take it kind of chapter by chapter through the Gospels, look for all the references where Jesus says, come. Because that is the starting point in many of his conversations where he invites people to come. Well, let's look at this text from Matthew chapter 4. This is the, the first invitation to the disciples. And Jesus is walking along. It says, one day Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. And they went with Jesus. So this is really important. Jesus met these guys right where they were. They were fishermen. And so Jesus, as he's out and about, it's not just something that happened on Sunday. He was out and he invited these men to follow, and they were common, uneducated, smelly fishermen, right? I mean, they weren't the best of the best. They didn't have stuff going for them. They were just common, working guys. 
And Jesus invited them to come and to follow. Now, this is really important because I think most of us can relate, right? Most of us are not the best of the best. We don't have everything figured out. Jesus does the same thing with us as he invites us to come and to follow. All right. What does that mean for us? What does it mean in our uh, culture here in this basic value of Rock Hills? It means that Jesus uh, wants us to not do some things. I mean, there's a number of things that we don't have to do to be a part of this community. All right? First thing that you don't have to do to be a part of this community is you don't have to get dressed up. All right? I mean, you can, you can look around. We have people wearing all kinds of different clothing here. You don't have to look a certain way to be a part of the Rock Hills community. I mean, that's a good thing, right? I'm surprised we don't have as many jerseys on today. I mean, usually we have at least 10 or 12 football jerseys on. And I'm sure there are a few around, but I'm not seeing as many today. Jesus said you don't have to get dressed up. Okay, you don't have to get cleaned up to be a part of the Rock Hills community. What do you mean by getting cleaned up? You don't have to have your life in order to be here. You don't have to pretend that everything's okay. At Rock Hills, it's okay not to be okay. Because God, part of come as you are, means that we're honest. And we begin taking steps, not trying to hide stuff, but to say, yeah, God, I need your help. We don't have to pretend. So we don't have to get cleaned up. And third, you don't have to be convinced to be a part of the Rock Hills community. You can come with your doubts, your questions, the things that you wonder about, and bring them into this community. Because you know what? Many of us started coming when we weren't sure what we believed. And so there's space for everybody here, no matter what your background, because we aren't perfect here. We don't have it all together. We don't have things figured out. We make mistakes on a daily basis. We yell and we scream, right? We speed and we tailgate. We do all kinds of things that are far from perfect here. But you know what? When we walk in the door, we don't really believe that. We look around and we say, wow, I wish I had it together like these people do. Um, I mean, family pictures are kind of like that, aren't they? I mean, I love family pictures, and we've got them on our walls and in various places, and it's fun to go back and to look through those pictures. I want to show you a few. These aren't mine, of course. These are some family pictures. Now, look at these wonderful, perfect, happy people, right? Let me see another one. Look at that. They look like they got no problems. Everything's sweet. Well, the funny thing about our family pictures is I can usually identify something that was happening during the picture. Even though we look great in the picture, I can remember that, you know, uh, somebody was hitting somebody, somebody wasn't smiling, there was some kind of altercation going on, and then all of a sudden it's time for the picture, everybody smiled, right? One of the things I hated as a kid is whenever we had pictures or we were going someplace, is my mom, maybe your mom did this too, where she would like spit on her fingers to wipe chocolate or dirt off my face. Hated that. Well, how about this picture or this comment? This is probably a little closer to it. Thanksgiving 
is all about getting your entire dysfunctional family under the same roof, hoping that the cops don't get called. It's more like it, right? (laughs) That's our community, right? That's the kind of community we've been building from the start. And we have to work hard at it because the tendency is for us to think, oh, those people over there, they're different. They've got it all together. They can't relate to me. But it's not true. We have a lot in common. I mean, here we have uh, people from all different backgrounds. When you think of uh, religious experience, we have Catholic, uh, people with Catholic backgrounds, and we have people from various Protestant churches, Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and Charismatics. We have people who've had an Eastern religion background. We have people who've really had no religious experience in their past or growing up. I mean, we have people who've made bad decisions, and we have people who've made some pretty good decisions through their life. We have people who've cheated on others and hurt other people and been hurt by others. And we have people who've tried to do the right thing most days of their life, but have still fallen short and feel guilty about it. We have a lot in common. And Jesus teaches us that we're all broken people who've made mistakes, who desperately need him. Who need to be in relationship with Jesus, the Son of God, who came from the Father to show us what life should look like. How can we can live in the midst of a broken world and pursue more in our life. And somehow to play a positive role in the lives of other people around us. You know, Jesus teaches us that um, our life and our faith is not defined based on our successes and our failures. Our life and our faith is defined by him, by our relationship with Jesus. All right, one caveat. As we think about come as you are, and then we're going to get into it a little more deeply. Um, You know, some people, as as we've talked about come as you are, uh, I've had all kinds of interesting conversations with people outside the church. You know, most people are drawn to come as you are. That means, hey, you mean even I can just show up on Sunday? But some have said, oh, come as you are. That that's like you're an anything goes church, right? I mean, you can people can do whatever they want. It doesn't matter. You can believe whatever you want to believe. No, that's not true. Because come as you are means that we're meeting Jesus. And Jesus is beginning to set us on a new path, on a new direction, a new trajectory. But the thing about Jesus and the thing about us is we don't care where the starting point is. I could care less what your starting point is other than I care about you and we care about you and what's happening in your life. Jesus said, I just want you to come and I want you to follow and I want you to begin to start to experience my love and my grace, the things that I can only offer. And that's why as we read through the gospel narratives, we see that Jesus hung around all kinds of very broken people, prostitutes and drunks and tax collectors and sinners. And they were drawn to him. Why? There's something amazing about Jesus. Even though he was the son of God and he was perfect, people were drawn to him because he was so gracious and he didn't care 
about the background. What he cared about was whether they were willing to take a courageous step and begin to follow and to walk with him. All right. Matthew 11. Listen to this text because it's helpful for us today as we consider, consider not only, okay, um, how can I begin to follow Jesus, but also what does it mean to follow Jesus in the context of a come-as-you-are community? How do we meet people where they are and as they are? Here's what Jesus says. Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from the wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do this Uh, Do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Father chooses to reveal him. And then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So think about that for a moment. He says, uh, you know, I'm not calling the wise and the clever the best of the best. I'm calling all who are willing to be like a child. And I think back to my own experience uh, when I was 21 years old and just beginning to try to figure out what faith was about and what it meant to make a commitment to follow Jesus. And I think back to that time. I didn't have, you know, I just finished college and I wasn't sure where I was going. And the one thing I did have going was I had this childlikeness where I wanted to know God. I knew I didn't have life figured out at that point. I was starting a first job. There's uncertainty with that and how it was going to go. And I came with a childlike heart. And the cool thing was, as I uh, you know, started to go to a church, is I wondered, I wondered, does anybody care that I'm here? I mean, do I matter to anybody else? And what I found is, as I got to know some people, there were some people that cared, that were genuinely interested in what was going on in my life. And so my childlike heart opened up even more. And I wondered... Um, You know, can I be honest about the stuff I'm struggling with? And I ended up having a couple of friends where I could be honest as I wrestled through hard things that I was trying to figure out and some adjustments, some changes I knew I needed to make in my life. And I had some friends that met me there and were honest about their own struggles And we started to follow together. I mean, we want to be that kind of community for you. We desire to meet you where you are and to help you as you take steps on the journey that Christ is inviting you to be a part of. Um, I mean, the bottom line is we care about who you are. And I can say that all day long, but you only experience it as you begin to hang around and give this community a chance. And I hope you'll find that there are people who genuinely care about you, your starting point, and who want what's best for you, what God wants for you in your life. Because 
This community is a group of people that are common strugglers. We don't have it figured out. We want to grow and be encouraged together as we look to Jesus. And there's so many different things in our life that we go to, you know, whether it's self-help books or leadership books or all these different things that can be, they add value. They help us. But the bottom line is Jesus is the one who heals, who brings life, who gives us direction and purpose. So that's the question this morning. The question for all of us is, are you weary? Do you feel burdened today? If so, uh, you'll fit right in here. Because we all struggle, we have burdens, we have stuff that we're trying to carry. And Jesus says, you can't carry it. You gotta give it to me. You gotta allow me to lead the way and allow a community to come alongside of you. Because when Jesus talked about his yoke, he was really talking about his teaching or way of life. And this is something that the disciples got. You know, we need a little background to understand it. But when he talked about this, you know, the, the, the yoke or the burdens, the, the things that you're carrying, rabbis, teachers in their day, they had yokes. They had a way of obeying the commandments of God. They had all these stipulations for how you were to live. And Jesus said, you know, those are heavy loads to put on your shoulders. Why? Because we can't do it perfectly. And so Jesus said, I also have a yoke, a teaching, a way of life, and I want you to come with me, and I want you to begin to experience it. Because it's the way of love and grace and truth. Does that mean we have to deal with some stuff in our life? Yeah. Does that mean we're going to have to change some things over time? Yeah. But Jesus says, follow me, and I'll show you the way. And I will allow the, uh, you to be uh, affirmed by the people who are walking with you. You see, we can, we can learn only uh, how to follow, or we can learn how to follow only in the context of community. It doesn't happen in isolation. I mean, you and I, we can take some, some steps, some little steps on our own, but it's in community with people around us that we can find grace. We can lie, find love and affirmation. And we can begin, as we look at Jesus' teaching and his words and his way of life, to understand, okay, this is what Jesus wants. Not because God's mad or angry at me, but because he wants what's best for me. We begin to learn that together. All right, here's one of the things that Jesus said, because as he, uh, he laid out this new way of life, Matthew chap- chapter five through seven, it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, you know, here are all the things that we're gonna talk about as you go with me on this journey. We're gonna talk about marriage and we're gonna talk about anger and we're gonna talk about your relationships and we're gonna talk about judgment and we're gonna talk about how to use your resources. We're gonna talk about all these things. And I want you to start thinking about how you can um, you know, follow my instruction and not just the words that I have, but my way of life because I'm gonna show you the way. And in Matthew 7, verse 12, Jesus says this. He says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. He's saying, this is a summary of everything in the Bible. And later he said, hey, um, here's what you need to know. You need to love God 
with all your heart, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Everything hangs on these two things. And that's essentially what Jesus is saying. Treat others as you desire to be treated. So how do we find out how we should be treat, want to be treated? We look to the words in the life of Jesus. He shows us a way to follow. How do we go about treating others in the way that they would like to be treated? We still go to the words and the lifestyle of Jesus. And we do that together. Um, our, our mission statement as a church is pretty simple. It's to love God, love people, serve the world, and to help start new churches. And so every day, every week, we have an opportunity to practice to live out these things, to love God, to love others, and to serve the world. And when you break that down to your basic relationships, it starts at home, right? It starts with the people who are closest to you. If you have family, it starts with them. If you have friends, it starts with them. In your workplace, in the relationships you have, it starts right there for every one of us. Um, And I wish I could say it's easy. It's not, right? Because there are a lot of people that um, they're not going to treat us the way we'd like to be treated, right? We're not going to get fairness out there just because we say, all right, Jesus, I'll come with you. Now everything's going to work out great for me. That doesn't happen. In a broken, chaotic world, you and I have the opportunity to live this out on a daily basis. So here's really the the encouragement for us today as we start. Um, First of all, that if, if you're new here, we would love for you to join us in our Come As You Are community, where we genuinely want to meet you right where you are. And for those of us who are a part of the Rock Hills community, to recognize that every week we have an opportunity to help others by loving them, by encouraging them, by helping them right where they're starting to begin this journey. And that's really the the encouragement, the challenge for us. Are you willing to join us on the journey? To join the journey where we don't have everything figured out, but we're following our leader, Jesus, the author of salvation, the son of God, the one who brings us back into relationship with the father who made us, to join him, to learn from him to take on his yoke and to look to him. You see, um, the cool thing is when we spend time in this community, we start to see some of the stories of people who do this over and over again, who share their lives with others. And it's not because uh, you know, people have everything going great that they share their life and their faith with others. It's usually because they have stuff going on in their life where they invite others to say, come along with me. I'm searching for grace and love and healing and I'm finding it in the Rock Hills community. Why? Because we're such an awesome church. I think we're a pretty good church, but no, because Jesus is here at the center. And that's his invitation to us today, to come and to follow and to join us in this community as we journey together.